this guilt about uh, the sex that you're having, right? And I remember, and, and I mean, I got married at the age of 19 because I was having sex with a girl. That's yeah. the bottom line, right? And yeah. and that, that shouldn't be a reason to marry someone, right? Um, so so I think it goes both ways. I think promiscuity can be can be dangerous, but so can repression or oh, absolutely. Um, something like that, right? Or, or, or viewing it as something horrible. And it's also, I think it's also repression in a very traditional religious sense is that we're not talking about why we think it's bad, right? Like, I think uh, you're not talking to a 16-year-old about why it's bad to masturbate every day or sleep around. You're just saying, right. if you do that, you're going to hell. But right. it's like, that's not <laughs> actually the way to to accomplish it, right? It's like, I, I agree yeah. with a lot of the, of, of, I do agree with a lot of the values religion, you know, theoretically Absolutely. preaches, but just the, the traditional way it's been preached for a long time right. um, isn't good. We, and that's, we, we, we have good reasons now to explain this, right? Like G, uh, Jordan Peter or Petersonian Christianity, right? Jordan Peterson, I think uh, the psychology, if a guy, of if a guy like him had been around, uh, in, yeah. in my teen years, I would have benefited from seeing the connection to, oh, that what you're talking about, hell, you're not talking about a lake of fire where I'm going to suffer for all eternity. You're talking about creating my own hell here on earth by the choices I'm, I'm making right now. And how yeah. can it be that, uh, you know, fapping every day is, is going to create this? Well, it's going to, you know, when you do that, you're fantasizing, you're having these fantasizing, you're training your mind to think about uh, sex in a particular way. Um, and, and you're not, and, and in a way that isn't going to nurture connection and commitment and the kind of thing that's going to lead to long-term happiness um, and, and connection with your children and all these kinds of things. It's going to lead you to the opposite way, which is to treat sex as this kind of commodity, uh, instant gratification type thing that, yeah. that uh, you can get from multiple sources and you want variety, as much variety as your fantasy mind will, will well, of course, that's going to lead down yeah. the path of hell because look at these guys. These guys here that I work with are now, uh, th their lives are abysmal compared to guys that have been in a long-term committed relationships who have kids yeah. that love them and maybe grandkids that uh, come over and all, all those kinds of things, right? Well, there's... Uh, a chain, a causal chain that goes back to that fapping every day to that, right? And, and there 100%. needs to be an intervention in there somewhere. So, yeah. so that's what we mean by you're going to hell if you yeah. fap, right? <laughs> or, yeah. uh, and, and so don't do it, but also know that you can be redeemed if you do do it. There's always a, there's always a, a chance for redemption and yeah. intervention in, in those things. And, yeah. and a chance to salvation, right? And, and had Christianity been portrayed to me in those terms, I'd probably still be a Christian today. <laughs> yeah, I, I personally find religion really interesting and valuable. So like I'm doing a series with a, a rabbi here as well, because he's very much just, he's 37, very down to earth. And he says like right now, religion, if it's going to survive, needs to actually have those conversations properly. Mm -hmm. And they can't just rely on people following the religion because their parents followed the religion. You're not just going to go to synagogue because your parents went to synagogue and you right. should. Yeah, you, they have to actually make the argument. It's a free market of ideas now. It's a yeah. free market of religions. They have to pitch you why it's beneficial to your life, why these ideas are valuable, why these uh, traditions are valuable and that kind of thing. Yeah. But I think the I think the 
the most absurd of all of the absurd things that the left does with regards to sex and all this stuff. The most absurd thing is that they argue it's all completely disconnected. They argue right. it's not a continuum, right? That that it, it's irrelevant that the the women that are in porn dress the same way as the teenagers on Instagram dress the same way as the people in 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 public, and that I'm somehow then supposed to not even allow myself to get turned on, right? And it's like that, and and it's like, but mm -hmm. you should be able mm -hmm. to watch as much porn as you want. That's acceptable, and and these women should be allowed to post as much as they want, and as if that's completely disconnected, right? And and it's just yeah. it boggles my mind how they don't see it's completely linear, and 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 we're trending, encouraging, uh, you know, more and more people to essentially be softcore porn stars. Right, right. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe you should teach men not to get boners instead of teaching women to. Uh, you know, not dress provocatively or something. Well, I think right? I think both are important, right? <laughs> sure. I do believe both are important. But right now, the onus is being pushed only on men, and it's like, as I made some Facebook post because I was on my Instagram, and I went to I don't even really know how to use Instagram, and there was like I went to some page, and there was like three or four you know near nude women, and I was like I that made me horny and it distracted me from what I was doing. And it, and it, I, it detrimented my, I, I eventually can train myself to not get turned on by these images. That's a very long process, especially right. growing up, having watched porn a whole bunch, mm -hmm. but the idea that I can catch myself and it, and I notice that this is the environment that I'm mentally in, right? Like I, I think that is an actual valid starting point to discuss, but then I was heralded as, Oh, I'm, a, I'm just like some misogynist asshole. Right. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm saying that this did turn me on. It's a I can't control that. Right. Like it's a it's nudity is attractive or whatever. Right. Well, um, cis and, white male heterosexuality is a disease, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't well, know. The other thing that one of the funniest things Jordan Peterson did in one of, said in one of his videos was like and it's it's so true that these um the women will argue that they should dress however they want, as, as scantily clad as they want. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, if the pa the patriarchy designed these clothes, for sure, right? Like, right. These, like the, right. The, the, the slutty clothes that they're wearing were designed by men for men, right? Um, and, and actually, a lot of the clothes make their bodies more ideal and, and, and pornographic than nudity is, right? right. They hold up the bosom, sure. they, they firm the ass and all of this other stuff. And, and I mean, then, oh, I can go, I can just go on and on because this one is like, the other thing is that people are still so attached to the idea that they dress for themselves, that the yes. way I like, I, I, when, you know, when I go out, I go out and I dress sexy for me. I put on makeup for me. Yeah. No, you don't. You yeah. do not spend that much time yeah, that if any looking at yourself, right? And yeah. it's like makeup as well. Women paint their faces. And, and so in yeah, the same point. Obviously, if that were true, you'd be doing that around the house every day, right? Right. But you only do it when you step out of the house where other people are around. So yeah. what does that tell you? Yeah. And, and so it's like, you know, uh, I, had a, I had a conversation with my sister and she's like, she doesn't wear that much makeup. But sometimes she does if she wants to just feel a, little bit, a bit better about herself. And she doesn't realize how sick that is. That why do you have to, like, I, as a man, wake up, shave this amount of my neck, again, societal expectation, not anything else, and then I go out. I don't have, yeah. and, I, and I know I look fine, and that's it, right? I couldn't imagine how bad I'd feel 
especially with the anxious brain I have, to have to, like, put a face on every morning or whatever. And then, right. you know, then you factor that directly into in the professions, right? Um, if a woman spends an hour a day on makeup, that is an hour a day she's not focusing on things providing value to herself or others, right? And it's like if you spend an hour on your outfit or whatever, it's it's like it's all of this is so interconnected, but they they mm -hmm. isolate it all and then say it's all just I'm doing what I want to do. And it's completely detached from the society I was raised in that is patriarchal yeah. and and and. Uh, it's all so frustrating and so absurd. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've softened a little bit towards some of that stuff, right? Like, um, you know, I my wife is a very traditional feminine type woman who has supper ready for me when I come home, who, you know, thinks about the role of the man and the woman in the house and has kind of very traditional ideas. But she also gets herself dolled up. I mean, she, she, she puts on makeup and... Um, I've come to appreciate the fact that it accentuates her femininity, right? That, that yeah. because she is this traditional woman who um, is a great wife, great mother, you know, just like you, you couldn't ask for a, a better. Uh, so, so I've kind of softened towards that, but I, I do know what yeah. you mean. And, and obviously, you know, all these things like the makeup, you put the red on the cheeks and everything is designed to accentuate uh, sexuality. sexuality or Right. And, and it, it comes down to that. Right. And, and, you know, I teach, I teach my daughter and, and yeah, you're right. This idea that, um, that, you know, I'd we're not doing, spend an that hour we're not doing this for other people is silly. Right. It, it's yeah. like, yeah, of course you're doing it to, to other people. You're signaling whatever your femininity, your sexuality, your this, your that, uh, you know, and I, I teach this to my daughters all the time. You know, the, the society t tells us not to judge people. And I say, judge, judge, judge yeah. a book by its cover. I mean, that's what book covers are literally for. They're to be yeah. judged. They're to determine which book you're going to buy, right? Like you're yeah. not going to read every book in the bookstore. You can only buy one or two. So you have to judge the books by their cover. And so you don't give guys, every guy, the same opportunity, right? You have to judge them. You have to have a filter. And so the, the, their decisions about their appearance tell you, it's literally them, whether they know it consciously or not, screaming out to you, this is who I am, right? And so you pay attention to billboards and book covers. You pay attention to, so if the guy has tattoos everywhere, if he's wearing a particular type of sh shirt, if he's driving a jacked up truck with truck nuts hanging off the bumper, that guy is t trying to tell you something about the type of person he is. Yeah. Like, don't, don't just think, oh, I'll get to know him. And, uh, and, 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 it, goes, I think, and the, the, it goes the same way the other way. Yeah. So cho choose, make your fashion choices and your, your exterior, uh, Use it to your purpose. Tell the world who you are or who you're trying to be um, and, and think of it that way because people are judging you whether you like it or not, and they should, and you should as well. Right? Yeah, and I think, yeah, I, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm an extremist in my own life, right? And I, I don't think, you know, any of my friends or whatever who wear makeup are bad people, right? right. And, right but it, it's, all, it's all degrees of... of as well right there are some women who spend two hours a day on their sure. makeup every day right and and so they're not comfortable with their own face i i yep. think that's a problem right there but there is a scale um well, of anything they're, right they're easy easy targets for a pickup artist right for uh, uh what my daughter would call a fuck boy someone who is just interested in, in busting a nut 
right? Yeah. So, so if you see someone with all that kind of makeup and trying really hard to to be sexy, obviously there's some insecurity there, right? They like they think their highest value, the, the most value they can bring to the world is their beauty or their physicality or something like that. Mm. Um, and so you just, if you're a pickup artist, you prey on that weakness, on that insecurity. And, uh, you know, you might give them uh, a little negative comment. Oh, are those fake nails? Are they, or yeah. something like that. Just little things to, yeah. you know, undermine their, <laughs> and then fill that void for them, right? Of, oh, yeah. you know, like, so, so that they want your approval now. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, the, these are, uh, yeah. So, so, I mean, the, you're, you're absolutely right. Like these are, um, you know, doing these things unconsciously is the danger, right? If you're doing yeah. it consciously, uh, you know, I, I, I learned this actually when I was going to grad school during um, taking my master's, uh, my MA in leadership, I had one professor come up to me and say, Tim, you know, you, you, uh, you're a good looking guy. I'm like, huh? <laughs> She's like, well, I see you walking around, you're kind of slunched, slouched over, your your head's down, your shoulders are slumped forward. You kind of carry yourself like you're not, like you're nothing special. Like you're just kind of trying to fade into the background or something like that. This is a leadership course. Uh, we teach you to use all your assets. And one of your assets is that you're a good looking guy. And I think yeah. you should own it. And I think you should walk with your shoulders back and your head high. And I think you shouldn't be afraid to... Uh, dress nicely and I don't think you should be afraid to to use your physicality right because use what God gave you exactly your 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 exterior is just as much you as your interior and I never realized in you know in the past of course in my growing up I was taught vanity is a sin right like you you just don't be vain right like don't you spend more than five seconds looking in a mirror like you might be in danger of of threatening your soul or something like that and so I always blushed when people would pay me compliments and I, I just yeah. always felt awkward. But so that really changed my viewpoint on, on, but, but I think it has to be done consciously, right? So if yeah, you're, every, if you're making does. unconscious decisions, I think, I think you should always reflect, okay, why, why did I choose this to wear today? What, what is, what is it about that, that attracted me to these clothes or something like that? Yeah. Uh, and, and really understand and, and use that to your advantage. Listeners to this podcast get a one-week free trial to the Warrior Path. So sign up now. The details are below. I was coming off a stint in management uh, when I signed up for the Warrior Path, and I was pretty soft. I'm not going to lie to you, David. <laughs> I was uh, out of shape. I was huffing, and I had to come back to the floor, kick in doors, hump hose, fight fire, and I needed to get into shape. And Chad Kirkham at the Warrior Path definitely got me into shape. Uh, you know, I've, I've never felt better to be honest. And he had an app that tracked the progress. I sent videos to him. Uh, it was, it was a really slick application. Actually, I, I would send videos. He'd correct my form, send me little tips and, and videos. And, uh, and whenever, whenever I needed, he was available. And I'll tell you, I, I put on, I think about 50% on all my personal records in about a two month period. Uh, working with the warrior path. Another big important thing that's kind of broken right now is the idea that there can't be ugly people, right? right. Like there are ugly people and, and sure. 
it should be okay to know there are ugly people, right? Like I can, I look in the mirror and I go like, good enough. Like, I think I'm a solid six and a half, seven and six and a half to seven and a half out of 10. And that's just where it is. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm not a three out of 10, but there are threes out of 10. And if I was, I'd have to admit that and get over it and deal with it. Right. I think it's particularly a problem with women, right? This idea that every woman is beautiful. That's just not true. And I don't think they have to be beautiful, right? Like saying that they are is also a lie Like we have, there are standards of beauty, you, you, of, of art of uh, like you, you pick beautiful people that you want to look at all of the time in movies. You don't pick ugly people. And, and this idea that like, you know, the, the, the ones and twos of the world that are really like, there are people who are born disfigured, who have things that are very unpleasant to look at. And they, they're even just more isolated now because anyone who's like average, low average is beautiful, but they're Mm. still not right. Like, uh, and like, the, the dove, every type of beauty, they're all still average looking women. There's no, right, right. there's no, there's none without arms. There's none with like face right. disfigurements. Right. And like, and so it's just so fake, right? Like it's such yeah. BS. Um, it's not holistic at all. Um, and I think like, uh, yeah, there's so much, like it's still, it's still men just seem less concerned with their looks generally still like right. at, at writ large. Um, and like, I, I don't know any of my male friends who are like actively concerned about trying to look like a male model because that's just, it's laughable. It it is. But that, again, that comes back to evolutionary psychology, right? I mean, women don't look at us as sex objects, right? They're not looking at us in terms of reproductive health. So how many muscles we have, um, you know, what, uh, how good looking we are, how white our teeth are. Yeah. Those things are all secondary to what kind of social status do we have? And, yeah. you know, a woman will look at, at when you when you walk into a bar with a hot chick by your side, the women in the bar look at that hot chick before they look at you. They're looking yeah. to see what kind of status you're bringing. If that yeah. chick isn't sufficiently hot, then she, she then yeah. everyone looks away. If she's Im- a bombshell, they'll look at you and they'll be interested. And, you know, and, and so this is why guys spend a lot of time and money um you know, young men, especially in, in my area, in, in the culture I grew up in, spend a lot of effort uh, buying fancy vehicles, right? The, yeah. the fanciest one they can afford because that's their status. way of peacocking. It's their status. It yeah. represents their status. So they're, they're not in the gym bodybuilding. They're not uh, spending money on uh, Botox and all these other things that might make them look marginally more attractive. Yeah. What makes them look attractive and what works for them is status symbols um and 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 so yeah and so so you know it's the it's the same thing right so if you're looking to attract a woman who who is very openly looking for resource objects well then you do certain things right you focus on displays that you are a resource object if you're looking for a a guy to be interested in you if you're looking for a, a resource object then you have to portray yourself as a sex object someone that's very reproductively healthy and um and that means curviness that means makeup that means accentuating your uh sexual characteristics and that that's what what some women do right and yeah. so i think you know the the <laughs> the thing that and, and i think that we can't ignore those realities and, and it's tricky as a father, right, of men and, and uh, of, you know, well, I guess they're men and women now. They're over all over 18. So um, the, 
the what do I teach my kids, right? What and I've taught them to look I, at, at character, at things, you know, and, and to not spend but, all this time working on the outer beauty or d displays of, of sexual well, uh, reproductive health or resource object health or something like that. But but to what would you do if you had an ugly daughter, like an objectively ugly? I don't know what your daughters look like, but what no, like very, very good looking girl. If, if you yeah. had an objectively ugly daughter like there are. Yeah. Like, like I, like I understand the argument of like telling them everyone is beautiful, but they can know anyone who's rational and, and self-aware can know their state within the spectrum of attractiveness. So like, I, I think it's quite yeah. difficult to handle, but I, I, I'm interested, you know. Well, I, I mean, I would tell them, look, I think that beauty can be a handicap in a lot of ways because you 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 get everything handed to you right like yeah. people go out of their way to buy you drinks or do this or like you, you get to think that the world kind of revolves around you i think if you're a beautiful woman and, and i think that can be a handicap because it it you know if you're if you're on the margins of in terms of attractiveness or if you're just downright ugly i think you might have to work on other aspects that might make you attractive, like your personality and your, your sweetness or your charm or something like that. Um, and, and, you know, and that's kind of the yeah. shallow Hal thing. Although I, I, I just, <laughs> I kind of disagree with the premise of shallow Hal. you know, most severely obese women that I meet are not beautiful inside. You know, there's a reason that they're, they're obese quite often. It's because they're, they're protecting themselves from, uh, sexual predation that they experienced as a kid or something like that and they yeah, haven't dealt with it and so it turns up in kind of overeating is an addiction yeah, like anything yeah. else that has underlying right uh issues so but we're just talking about people who are born genetically disadvantaged in terms of of yeah. looks and and honestly that's a good you know, term what? that's gonna be the new pc right. term genetically right. disadvantaged yeah i mean they're just they're ugly i mean it's, it's yeah it's, it's true. Not, not for, and it's not but you can make yourself ugly from conscious choices and you can yeah. be ugly for reasons that have nothing to do with your conscious choices ugliness from conscious choices is something that ought to send people running and be very concerned about right well and that's but, the other big thing is like big is beautiful like right. these the 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 like the supremely overweight supermodels and this kind of thing there's actually in the show louie there's a really good segment where it's basically like he goes on a date with a fat girl um and she talks to him very honestly about you would have said yes to me right away if i wasn't fat and and she goes she has like a five minute right. monologue about how why can't he he says oh you're not fat and she goes mm. I thought you were different. Like I am right. fat and I'm okay with it, but you need to be okay with it too. Right, right. I'm fat. But there's yeah. this idea that, oh, no, no woman is fat ever. It's like, no, some women are. And, and we have to talk about that it's okay to a degree, but there's unhealthy weight gain too and all this yeah. other stuff. But it's a really good segment that opened my eyes to like how far from the truth we are in, in some of these conversations. Yeah. And, and the truth is women, you know, if you're out there listening to this and and I would tell this to my daughters too, you know, I, I have been attracted in my life to women that have everyone would consider ugly, right. That, that aren't that sexually appealing or physically attractive. Right. But, but what is attracted to me is some other quality, right. Their character, um, the connection that I can see with them, the, the conversation, the quality of the conversation that we can have, that sort of thing. And so, 
you know, I would encourage every woman, no matter how attractive or unattractive you are, or might think you are. Um, and I would encourage us of men too, is, is to really work on your character, be, be the kind of person yeah. that you'd want to hang out with. Be, well, and that's um, what you can control, right? Like you have right. to accept reality. I look the way I look. There's all of these trends yeah. of like, you know, of, of Botox uh, and all makeup and, um, uh, plastic surgery and all this stuff that's trying to change reality right like you're going to be much more happy and successful if you accept reality i look the way i look that's just how it is and focus on things you can control which is which are far more important anyways absolutely absolutely yeah always and on the things you can control yeah that's one of the that's the other thing that's so frustrating is you know the same way that women seem to be taking a lot of the worst trends from men and and maleness men are starting to take the worst trends from femaleness as well with the growing like hyper awareness of the way they look and and men getting plastic surgery and men wear there's now male makeup lines what a great achievement like no that's bad why do we want to encourage men to need to feel like they have to change their appearance and all of this other stuff um, so you see that trend increasing as well. Hmm. Yeah, I've never seen men's makeup, but <laughs> yeah, so Google it. I'm sure I don't know what the leading brands are, but I it's uh, I'm, it's popular, I think, or it's growing in popularity. Yeah, um, well, I, I know that uh, the razors I use are now being used on uh, are being advertised with uh, uh, transgender males. I think I don't know if you've seen the latest Gillette ad. Uh, no, it's, it's I don't. A, a, a father teaching his son, who was born a female, how to shave, or something like that. So that's the next iteration of of the Gillette ad. Yeah, um, <laughs> they, they I mean, seem to yeah. have run full social justice. Which, yeah. fair enough, it's kind of touching. Actually, I, I I am kind of you know that there's something endearing about an ad like that. At the end of the day, I don't really care. My my razors. The only qualification I need is that they're next to the cash register as I'm checking out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't care what their politics are. They could have the worst politics and I'd right, still yeah. buy them, but who, who cares? Right. Um, the one thing I will, the last thing I'll add is just kind of a funny little anecdote is when we were talking about like male attractiveness mattering. And so when I was in high school, I thought it mattered, right? Like I didn't have good self-esteem, so I didn't get any females. And I thought, well, I didn't get any females cause I wasn't fit enough. So I started right. going to the gym. I had a six pack and I was, I mean, I was really scrawny, so I was more scrawny fit than anything, but right. I was really focusing on that. And then I got a couple of dates because my self-confidence went up and I made right. the connection that actually it didn't matter at all. So in first year of university, I stopped going to the gym because I, <laughs> like, I was like, I, yeah. I've yet to find a motivation that was as strong as that. But um, yeah, I very quickly realized that the way I looked didn't matter at all. It was my humor. It was my confidence and all these other the, like, right. Everyone knows it, but I had a very much like light bulb moment of my own experience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, humor, Just, confidence, those are things that are going to get you status, right? Abs aren't yeah. going to get you status in the real world. Like, it doesn't provide value to anyone. It doesn't tell you anything about your social interactions. Mm -hmm. And in fact, you know, um, you know, so, so women are, are not attracted to guys who are too big, right? Because it's an indication that they're low status. They, they spend all this time like, in the gym. Boom, yeah. They're... Yeah, like they, 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 they're not out there hunting and getting resources and making connections and establishing themselves on a social hierarchy. They're in the gym uh, with some kind of uh, body dysmorphia, psychological yeah. condition or something, right? But. Yeah.
Cool. Well, this. Anyways. I, I appreciate this conversation. I ended up yeah. recording it. If uh, cool, if that's cool with you, we can eventually release it too. It was very. It's not directly on the Libertarian Party, but it's you know the Libertarian philosophy is about changing society as well, and these are all just things that are broken. Yeah, a very important. Sex generally is something that just is still like right wing PC not allowed to talk about openly, mm -hmm. and I think that. That more than anything else is something that would revolutionize society is, is being able to talk honestly about a lot of these things. Absolutely. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a good conversation. And we can, you know, we can carry on um, maybe eventually talking about, uh, about uh, more of these things that aren't immediately obvious libertarian. Like, you know, uh, why has masculinity and femininity become what they are? How can we mm -hmm. fix it? What what is masculinity versus femininity? How do you, uh, you know, are are there more positive and negative ways to be masculine? Um, and all of those kinds of things are are interesting to me. And and you know they're interesting to me because in one sense because okay my daughters are now in their early twenties and I'm looking out there at the guys that are available for them to date and wondering <laughs> are are any of you worthy like what what would i and and so um you know yeah. i saw this great meme the other day that are you would if, if your daughter came home with a person just like you uh would you smile if not yeah. you better do some work on yeah yourself, exactly right? and and uh that made me think and it's like yeah I, you know what i actually would be happy if if my daughters came home with someone like me um mm. But what are those qualities and yeah. how, you know, why, why would I be happy with that? Right. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting conversation to have. Definitely. Right.